Hi, I'm Paul Cooney. Welcome to the programme. The next two hours, well, first off, we're going to hear about Rangers. Half-time in their match and a good start for Rangers. We'll go to The Rock in a moment or two. Derek Johnson is going to update us. And it's The Rock, not of Gibraltar, but of Dumbarton. Derek, you're watching in the sunshine. Good evening. Paul. Hello, Derek. (laughs) How's it going? Well, it's been a good start for Rangers. You know, they're 2-0 up against Red Imps. It's not the greatest game in the world, Paul, but when you're playing on these artificial surfaces... I think it's very, very difficult. Rangers with six changes from that team that beat Dundee United at the weekend. You know, in comes Edmondson at the back, Kamara and Arfield start in midfield, and Ethan and Greg Stewart are up front. Ryan Kent is on the bench. You know, it was a slow start. I mean, Rangers have dominated the ball uh, in the first half, and it took them 20 minutes for that first goal, and what a goal it was, we'll have to say. I think Hadji, who's been probably Rangers' best player in the first half, was brought down about 25 yards from goal. Tavernier, right foot, curler, top left-hand corner, goalkeeper didn't even see it. A fantastic goal it was. The second goal came right on half-time. A free kick again. Hadji was brought down on the left-hand side of the, of the box. It was curled in by Barisic and Connor Golson at the back post with a bullet header into the back of the net. I mean, it's been one of these games where it's been a wee bit too easy for Rangers. It's been a slow-paced game simply because the, the Imps want to get everybody back behind the ball. They've had one shot at goal, the Imps, in the first half, and it was a header from about 16 yards that went about 16 yards over the bar. I mean, Alan McGregor could be sitting with us tonight. He's had absolutely nothing to do. But in saying that, you're away from home, you're in Europe, you're 2 nothing up, so it's been a really good start for Rangers. That's the Rangers legend, Derek Johnson. Derek, over 200 goals for Rangers over the years, 20-odd caps for Scotland, a time at Chelsea as well. Delighted you've joined us in the Go Radio Football Show tonight. And alongside me, also a man who played for Celtic, Newcastle United, Hibs, Hearts, uh, so many other clubs as well. Nearly China. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Former Scotland star. Uh, and you're welcome, Darren Jackson. Evening, how are you? Great, we're good, thanks. Good start for Rangers and an important night for Scottish football. I mean, Rangers expected to win, but so were Celtic four years ago. Yeah, by the way, they're all hard away from home. And as Derek says, on artificial surface, it makes it more difficult. But listen, when when you've got the quality of Tavernier and Barisic, um, you look at, and I'm not classing them, but you look at Robertson and Trent Arnold, the quality that comes in and Rangers have that and, and, and those two players and one scored from a few kick and one's put the ball in for uh, Goldson um, sheer, it is sheer quality he's changed the team it doesn't look weak <laughs> um, that's why you need a squad yep. um, people say managers change too much and all that but with the amount of games you need to change you need to change if it's Saturday Wednesday Saturday Wednesday so he's changed he'll be very happy you're 2-0 up you'll be happy the Rangers fans keeping uh, one year on it with us and also it's on Premier Sports what do you reckon 0808 17 17 700 and DJ is uh, watching it there for us in the sunshine Derek of the Rock at Bitton Barton rather than Gibraltar <laughs> correct and I'm enjoying it as well I can't tell you the only yep. Bad thing for Rangers in the yep. first half ball was that uh, Rufus had to come off. He looked as if, to me, it looked like a calf injury, the same as Ryan Jack had at the weekend. So, and we know that Ryan Jack's going to be out for a couple of weeks. I wonder if this will be the same because the club doctor went on, had a look. It looked as if Rufus wanted to, to keep playing, but the doctor went, no, you're coming off. So, he's off. And what's happened is young Nathan Patterson, the young fullback, uh, has come on. He's taken over from Tavernier, who Tavernier moves forward into that right midfield role. 
Right, Derek, thank you. We'll come back to you on that very shortly. We'll also talk about Celtic last night winning 2-1 against St Mirren. So it's tightening at the top of the table and we'll look at that match. We'll hear from Neil Lennon on the programme. We'll also hear from Morten Vekos, the former Celtic and Denmark star who's joining us. And of course, uh, Darren, you played uh, alongside him famously in that team uh, when Celtic stopped Rangers doing 10 in a row, which is something everyone talks about this season. The Blue want to stop it and, and the green side of the city want to achieve it. Yes, of course, we, we had that pressure of, of trying to stop it and unfortunately we did um, we had a fantastic squad and I'm not just saying this because he's coming on the radio I think he was probably classed as underrated mm-hmm. Morton was a fantastic player mm-hmm. tremendous ability could score goals could create goals and he's got hollow legs because he can drink for fun <laughs> and he, he fought back the only one <laughs> indeed is that a pot and kettle there when you're in here on the Go Radio Football Show Ali what's coming up tonight huge night we're going to join Rob in a moment or two what's the card this evening yes yeah, so as you mentioned Lincoln Redemps against Rangers in Gibraltar at the moment that's at half time uh, Viking FK are playing Aberdeen in Norway that's a 7.30 kickoff, same time as Coleraine against Motherwell which is in, happening in Northern Ireland tonight Yep, we're going to speak to, uh, later in the programme, we're going to speak, going to Motherwell. David Clarkson will be joining us, uh, someone you know really well. We heard from him a few weeks ago. He's on the Motherwell staff, but he's going to come on ahead of the game. So we'll hear from Keith Lasley and from David Clarkson. Morton Vagors coming up soon. What about Aberdeen then? They're in a, a kind of purple patch, the Dons, the Reds. Vikings, Stavanger playing them tonight and watching it. And you'll be doing it on the telly this evening, Rob McLean. And Rob, I think we're continuing that theme. It's sunny where you are, maybe a bit cooler, a bit further north than we are here but not actually at Stavanger obviously because of Covid you can't actually get to the game Rob looking forward to this one tonight Yeah sure I'm Paul and, and it's a big prize isn't it because uh, if Aberdeen can get through this hurdle they of course ran over Runovic uh, from the Faroes in the last round and if they if they can get through this one and you would think that they, they will they should the form they're in at the moment then it's Sporting Lisbon next Thursday that's going to be a, a mammoth game it's going to be interesting to see if they do get through where that one is played because uh, Portugal might turn out to be a no-go area the way things are at the moment could it be played at a neutral venue or maybe would it make more sense to play at Petodri so that only one of the teams has to travel um, there's been talk about some of the, some of their players possibly being ruled out as well but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves because Aberdeen have to concentrate on what's in front of them uh, when you look at it on the face of it it should be straightforward because uh, Viking um, quite a well-known name in terms of Norwegian football but, but their glory days are, are, are way back if you if you look at where they are now they're midway uh, in a 16-team Norwegian division but I think the worrying aspect for Aberdeen is that they're coming onto good form at the moment they're unbeaten in five they've won their last three one of those wins uh, was against title chasing Molde the team that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer used to coach um, so, so they're in good nick at the moment and, and in terms of I mean, player wise nothing really leaps out but, but one of the, the guy who's scoring all their goals at the moment Veton Berisha um, Rangers fans might prick up their ears at that because he, he scored for Rapid Vienna two years ago at Ibrox um, in a 3-1 defeat uh, on that occasion but uh, he, he's, he scored eight times in his last six matches so they are in a bit of current form but then you would have to say that about Aberdeen as well. Five wins on the bounce since losing on the opening weekend at home to Rangers. And I think the last couple of, of wins, the, the two one nilers against Hibs at Easter Road, Kilmarnock at Petodre, have been really impressive. So um, 
all in all, you would reckon uh, Aberdeen are in good shape for this. Rob, stay with us just now. Derek's staying with us as well, all the way. Derek, are we, is the second half underway yet? It's just about to start, Paul. On you go, commentate. <laughs> no. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Derek Johnson staying with us there. And uh, Darren, did you ever play against Derek or did you just uh, miss each other? Um, no, I think we missed each other, but and I'm not just saying it. Obviously, had a wonderful career, wonderful player. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I never. Yeah. Um, but I would have knocked him about the pitch and just slapped him <laughs> until a, a certain couple of, a couple of tackles. Indeed, in yeah. <laughs> Derek, what would you say to that? I mean, I'm still Derek, listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> until a certain Alistair McCoy came along. Derek was the all-time post-war scorer, yes, top scorer yes. for Rangers. And did you yeah, take all the, the penalties? Big, the, big, the big difference was penalty kicks. You're absolutely right, then. Yes. I, I didn't take 75 penalty kicks in my career. <laughs> Do you know, I heard and Ali... And he yeah. didn't play 200 times at centre-half. No, we had, we, had, we had a good time one night in the, the <laughs> Maybury Hotel with, with Coiste, Derek, didn't we? <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, eight, oh, eight. 17, 17, 700. If they didn't play the barbell, give us a call now. The Go Radio Football Show, Darren Jackson and Derek Johnson. Ali DeFoy and me, Paul Cooney. Give us a call. We're on the socials as well. Or text us your message on 87474 Rangers. Two up at half time. Uh, Tavernier, um, he is in a, a rich vein of form, Derek, isn't he? Tavernier, great start to the season and scoring goals. Oh, Derek's still there. I think, I think uh, he's, hung up. he's just gone. It has been a great start, Darren, hasn't it, for Tavernier? It's, listen, it's yeah. been, he, he's, he's done really well. I mean, the amount, of, the amount of goals he's scored, the amount of assists he's had for Rangers, he's a very um, modern-day modern day right-back. Um, but he will be classed on a captain to go and win, win trophies. But what he's doing is fantastic. He always, as I say, most games he produces, definitely produces chances and sometimes they, they come up with the goals and he produces goals himself as well. Rob, you're still with us. Uh, what about Motherwell tonight and Coleraine? That's uh, you know the record they have having beaten Maribor. People are looking at that maybe nervously now. Yeah, I think so. I mean that that struck me as an awkward game for Motherwell right from the start, Paul. When the when the draw was made, the fact they had beaten Maribor, who of course have, have been a, a pretty bad that's been a bad name for quite a few Scottish teams in recent times. Uh, the Slovenian team have, have taken care of some Scottish scalps uh, in the past. So yeah, I mean. I, Motherwell have, you know, they've found out how to win again, which which is good because we were mystified in the first few weeks of the season that such a good squad wasn't actually winning games. But they've found a way to do that now in Europe and uh, domestically as well. We had Alan Campbell on the show uh, the other night. I mean, there's there's a midfielder in in fantastic form uh, as they look to uh, move on after after David Turnbull's transfer to Celtic. But uh, yeah, I just I just hope so for Motherwell. I know you're going to be hearing from. Uh, Keith Lasley uh, later on in the show and I mean he, he's making the point in a sort of well-rounded look at, at, at today and, and tonight that it's so important that all the teams chip in here it's not it, it can't be all about Rangers and Celtic continually in Europe it's really important that Motherwell and Aberdeen do their bit the dreaded coefficient uh, let's hope we can get ourselves up the rankings. I think we'd agree Darren everyone would so too many years uh, good clubs go out too early. I've, listen, 100%. Now, can I see Celtic supporters wanting Rangers to win? Can I see Rangers support? No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think we, we need it. We need it for the coefficient. We want to progress. We, we don't want to be... I 
the kind of laughing stock that we're going out to teams that we we should be beating. I know it's early on in the season, but we have to get get that out of our game and try and try and start winning games in Europe and and progressing. Now the Aberdeen one is getting through tonight. Now the next round is very very hard. You know what I mean? So if they were to get knocked out, if they get through tonight, if they were to get knocked out with someone like that, it's not as bad. You know what I mean? But we, we need to try and get behind everybody and we want everybody through. Interesting, Rob, what you were saying there about where it would be played because it might not be able to be played in Lisbon. But Aberdeen's had problems as well. You know, the city recently. I wonder what will yeah. happen with that because uh, obviously as Scots, we'd say, yeah, bring it to the Granite City. But, you know, we everyone has problems. COVID on the rise. Uh, I wonder what's going to happen there. What do you reckon, Darren? Well, you don't know. <laughs> the, oh, what can the, happen in a week? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And they'll just they'll just pick somewhere where it's probably neutral, and um, where it's the COVID isn't isn't as bad, and yeah. they'll just play it there. And it's probably unfair to Sporting Lisbon, but in these times, you just have to go with it. Rob, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think like Darren says, it's a guessing game really. And, and as you said, Paul, so much can happen in, in seven days. Um, so it would be crazy to, to even uh, have a guess at, at what might happen here. But uh, I think one big plus, and I'll be interested to hear what, what Darren thinks about this, is the the combination for Aberdeen. I don't know if it's going to be the same tonight, but you wouldn't bet against it. Uh, Lewis Ferguson and Ross McCrory in the engine room for the Dons. What a combination they've become for the Scotland under-21s alongside Alan Campbell as well. But those two uh, for Aberdeen uh, in this great turnaround after the disappointment of the opening weekend, then the, the, the disruption of, of no football uh, because of the, the COVID-8, of course. But Aberdeen have really bounced back from that. They've improved through every game. Mm-hmm. And I think those two, uh, Darren, are, are a big reason for, for Aberdeen having turned it around and for them feeling confident about what lies ahead immediately tonight. Of course, Rob, yeah. Um, McCrory's been incredible since he's gone there. And, and do you know what? Fair play to the boy. Yeah. He, he, yes, he's a Rangers fan. He wants to make it at Rangers. He want, but he wants to play football. Mm-hmm. And he's taken it and he's taken the move and he's taken it by the scruff of the neck and he's been absolutely outstanding. And no one needs to say to me about Lewis Ferguson because I'm probably his biggest fan. Are you? Yes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think yeah. he's exceptional. Uh-huh. Um, I had Lewis with under-19s. I was assistant manager with uh, Scotland under-19s and I had Lewis. And just... Um, he's probably the most streetwise 19-year-old I've ever known. Is that because of his uh, dad, brother, his, his brother, uncle? And, yes, yeah. of course yeah. it is. I mean, to, to try and get close to his dad and his uncle is going to be very, very hard because they were exceptional. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but Lewis, start, Lewis, and eh? Lewis yeah. in his own right, Lewis doesn't have a lot of pace, but his timing of his runs, whether he plays as a 10 or whether he plays as a 6, um, the timing of his runs, he goes in behind, he's, he's just got a will to win, not like his dad or his brother, um, sorry, his uncle, yeah. on the ball, mm-hmm. but he's very, he's good on the ball, but he'll get you goals. And as I say, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Lewis. Derek Johnson Derek what do you feel any update just now but also what about Ross McCrory going were you surprised that he went uh, that Rangers uh, let him go for at least the season no not at all I think he's a young man that deserves to play every week Paul I think the lads are right there's a huge talent there and again you don't know what's his best position is it in a back four because he can play centre half he played there several times for Rangers he can be a holding uh, midfield player or he can get forward as he did at the weekend and score a good goal he needs to play games. At his age, the last thing you want to be doing is training all week and then you get nothing on the Saturday or nothing on the Sunday. You're on a bench and getting 10 minutes here and there. He's gone to Aberdeen, a quality team, 
And, and if he plays the way he's playing, he's going to play most of the games for Aberdeen. I think he's, he's an exciting talent. And remember, he's there for a, a loan for the first year, and then Aberdeen have the, the rights to buy him after that. So if he does well, then you know the man, Rangers manager just might look at him and say, well, listen, I don't want you to go. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. But I think Lewis Ferguson as well, the pair of them, you know, two fantastic youngsters were, were bringing through in Scottish football. And if the two of them keep playing the way they're playing, then there's no doubt they're going to go to a higher level. Definitely they can play for Scotland in a couple of years' time. But they keep playing and having the consistency that they've got, then there's no reason why they shouldn't be in Scotland squads. I, th- I think that's been Ross's biggest problem, where he's going to play. Is he a centre-half? Yeah. Is he a right-back? Is he a centre-mid? So Derek's taken him in, and in his, in his mind, he's never replaced Shinny. Bryson's never worked so he's looked at McCrory and you're coming in as a centre mid that's where I want you to want you to play at Portsmouth I saw him playing right back I saw him playing centre mid so he's a player who he obviously just loves playing and, and young boys like that just want to be in the team and I get that but he's got to nail down a position and yeah. I think this could be a huge benefit for him nailing down centre mid that he can get about people again not a, not a wonder he's a good passer he's a nice passer of the ball no a wonderful pass but he just plays in front of that he can he can tackle he's mobile he can get he can get about players but again he's produced a goal on Saturday and I think Derek must be absolutely over. I think he's given him more than probably Derek's expected from yeah. him yep. I think I think he is definitely a midfield player you're right he, I mean, he can sit there as you say or he can get forward you know and score the odd goal the one thing I don't think he is, and this is just personal for me, I don't think he's a centre-back. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think he's big and strong yeah, enough. He's yeah. not, you know, one of the centre-halves you see nowadays are yeah. going through people and they're solid. Yeah. He doesn't have that. But he's light on his feet. That's why I think, and you're right, I think he's got to think one position and then keep it at that. And I think where Aberdeen are playing him just now is absolutely perfect. Rob, I don't think you'd disagree with much of that uh, before we go to the break and before we get an update from Derek. Um, it's good times for Aberdeen and it's been a great start to the season for you know the teams at the top. Okay, we've had a few bumps on the way, but Rangers then undefeated, uh, Celtic and Hibs just behind them. Um, and it's a great start to the season, Rob. Yeah, sure is. Uh, Rangers, uh, from what Derek is saying there, Rangers look to be in charge of that game. Um, I don't imagine there'll be any problems for them for them in the second half. And it's interesting to think back that a year ago, more than a year ago, they, they kicked off their European campaign in Gibraltar uh, last time around as well. And look where they went from there. They went <laughs> yep. Yet again, they went through all those qualifying rounds mm-hmm. into the group. And, and a lot of Steven Gerrard's best football has come in, in Europe. So um, let's hope that continues for, for, you know, for Rangers and for all the Scottish teams. Rob, will you, you join you us? Know, yeah, we, Rob, will you join us in hour two? Yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will indeed, if, if, in, if invited. Yeah, you're, you're invited. Derek, we're going to a break. What's the latest from Gibraltar? Well, it's still 2-0. I mean, it's still one-way traffic. Hadji had a free kick there from 25 yards. It's, the goalkeeper saved at this time. But interesting, just a quickie, Paul, when Rob was talking about... Very quick. Sporting Lisbon, the Cura played. Utrecht have beaten progress 5 nothing. So if Rangers do get through, they'll be travelling to Holland. Derek Johnson bringing us right up to date. Neil Lennon is coming next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney with Darren Jackson, Ali Defoy, and Derek Johnson here on Thursday night. And remember, tomorrow night we've got uh, Cy Ferry and Rob joining us in the studio. We will be socially distanced as always. Uh, Derek is at the Rock. I won't do this gag again about it's Dumbarton, but I just did. <laughs> Derek, how's it going? How are Rangers doing as we, what, 10 minutes into the second half? Well, you've come to me at the right moment because 
Alfredo Morelos has come on in the second half. Free kick, the ball was headed back six yards from goal and Morelos was there to tap in his first goal of the season. Rangers now three up, but just a couple of minutes ago, the Imps had their first shot on target. It was a free kick, the ball came over it, and Edmondson, for some reason or other, ducked and let the ball go behind him. And Casquiaro had a shot that Al McGregor had a fantastic save, first save of the game, but Morelos scoring there, that's now the Imps nothing, Rangers three. And uh, Derek, and uh, he's, he's taken up where he was last season in Europe because he was uh, vying for top scorer, wasn't he, in the Europa I, Cup, I Derek? Think he was, yeah. some, was it 16 goals or something? He got something like that, Paul. But it was a tap in that time. It was a great ball across, <laughs> and he's just that'll do him the world of good because yeah. he, he's really struggled since the first game. Derek, still a great goal at happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what he does. Take Listen, that's yep. what he does. He's obviously. It's well been well documented his time from the the closure last year and um, didn't score. Uh, but he scores goals. He, he'll always, yeah. I think, he'll always score goals. He just went through a rough time, um, but he's got himself back on the score sheet, and that'll give him confidence. How many minutes now, Derek? Yep. There's what uh, six to eight minutes gone, and, and you know what? It doesn't matter if it's a tapping from two feet or a thirty-yard screamer. It's a goal, and that's what he needed. Tavernier, Golson and Morelis is scoring for Rangers the three up 68 minutes there in the Europa League uh, we're going to hear obviously later from Keith Lasley and we're going to be speaking to David Clarkston Morten Vekost is joining as the Danish assistant coach he's had what a career he's had uh, former Bromby player as well and obviously at Celtic and uh, Danish caps too so he's going to join us just after six o'clock um, and big signing news finally it's been on all summer Darren Jackson Thiago joins Liverpool from Bayern Unbelievable signing I think Listen They've won the league They've won the Champions League They have a wonderful midfield But I think this takes them To another level Because he is A top Top player he's not, They're all They're all good players yeah. and But he's a top player He's he, he's he played Obviously with Pep At ba- uh, Barcelona He's going to Bayern Munich You see Just to see the way He controls games um, and it's I mean the Liverpool fans must be it's taken a while mm-hmm. um, and they wondered if it was going to happen yeah. but they must be absolutely buzzing to get a play like this Derek Klopp wanted you, to yeah. what, yep. Spurs fans as well Paul I mean when you've got Gareth Bale flying in tomorrow you know to have a medical I mean him back in English football again will be sensational mm-hmm. I think it's an easy jet flight he's coming in Derek <laughs> I'm not very sure <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's some deal, though, isn't it? That uh, Daniel Levy, if it looks as though it's done, um, you wonder how that is going to work out. The amount of money they're going to invest in this, they must have, you know, global ambitions there, TV wise, Derek, or whatever, because, yeah. you know, he, I think it's four weeks before he's going to be fully match fit to play. So yeah. they're in four weeks. I mean, what are the wages in that, in that period? But what a signing. But when you think about it, Paul, like they've spent £60 million in Ndombele. Yep. Now, I, yeah. I still think he's a good player yeah. It's not really worked out So there might not be a transfer fee So yeah. uh, uh, yes Even if they're paying half yeah. his wages It's £300,000 a week But if you're not paying a massive transfer fee It's still wor- yeah. I mean, really worth getting You think of the sponsors that yeah. would want to come in If Gareth Bale's coming to your club And I think I mean I'm, I'm engrossed watching the documentary just now Amazing, Tottenham yeah. needs something like that because it, it seems a bit dead just now at the at the club, and they need a spark. And obviously, he's a world class player, and he will give but them that box, spark. He's box office, Darren, isn't he? He's, but he, of he's, course, he is. He's when, when he's when he's in his stride with that left foot running down that wing, he's he's he's, un, he's unplayable at times. Yeah, and Derek, I think I think he's lost his way a wee bit there because 
He's obviously fallen out with the manager. He's not getting as many games. You'll certainly get games at Tottenham, yeah. that's for sure. Derek, the happiest man at the club must be Harry Kane. Because yeah. he knows he's going to supply, and that's and Harry Kane does one thing. <laughs> well, he does lots of things, but he yeah. does he scores goals. What do you reckon? Give us a call: oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred for Rangers three up against Imps Tavernier Goldson and Morelos. As Derek was saying, getting off the mark in Europe this season, he scored a couple against St Mirren uh, just recently. So Morelos, yeah, he'll be happy. Will he stay? Or will he go? We'll ask what Derek and Darren think shortly. We'll get the double D tonight with the two of them on the program here on the Go Radio Football Show. Oh eight oh eight seventeen. <laughs> 17 700 right last night I was a no it's double DJ indeed thanks for saving it exactly the two Darren Jackson Derek Johnson the wage bill through the roof tonight I'll tell you forget about uh, um, Gareth Bale uh, it's great to have both of you here uh, this evening Morton Vegors coming up David Clarkson Rob McLean coming Ali and Paul here 0808 17 17 700 what a beautiful evening in Glasgow beautiful evening in Gibraltar the Rangers fans will be happy and Celtic fans left last night well they weren't there of course because of Covid but St Mirren Celtic last night 2-1 win for Celtic so afterwards we heard from manager Neil Lennon I thought the performance was good you know our shape our intensity to getting the ball back you know defensively we were very very strong tonight albeit we conceded from a set player which is very very unlike us but the reaction to that was fantastic and um, you know we thoroughly deserve to be in front at half time dominated the second half without getting the just rewards for for more goals so um, very good performance you know you've got to give Samirin credit the the goalkeeper played very well and uh, the defended heroically at times and that's what we come up against you know we have to break that down and we've done that tonight Fair assessment Darren Jackson well, actually, I was just listening to the game on the radio. Um, Celtic had 77% possession of the ball. Um, and But at the end, when I'm listening, there was a there was a scream for a penalty. And you, like that's the kind, of, the kind of things that can happen. It doesn't matter how much possession you've got of the ball. And that's where, listen, Edward's a f- wonderful player, a fantastic player. But I heard he was very casual with the penalty. I think that's fine. See, when you're 3-4-0 up... You want to do that, but I think you need to go and get that third goal, give you two goal advantage. So that's probably the most disappointing thing. But listen, now in this season, it's just getting the three points. Yes, you want a, a good performance. I don't think it'll go down to goal difference, but you don't want to be sitting on the edge of your seat in the 90th minute when people are claiming for penalties and you never know yeah. what can happen. So you don't think it'll go to goal difference? We'll ask you and Derek later. So Celtic 2-1 uh, winners. So is he a striker or a defender? We know he's a defender, but uh, Shane Duffy scored again. He is, yeah. I mean, it's uh, fantastic. You know, ability he's got. Uh, heads a ball in both boxes. And... Um, you know, you put it in a good area, he'll go and attack it, and he's done that tonight. I'm delighted for him. It's a great start to his Celtic career, and long may I continue. Derek Johnson, Shane Duffy has made a, an impressive start at Celtic. Very much so. I mean, I didn't realise how tall he was, Paul. I saw him, you know, lining up against the other people at corner kicks. But, no, two goals in two games, there's no doubt what an asset that is to have in a football team at set pieces. Getting somebody like that up, he's not frightened to go and put his head where people are putting boots. And my goodness, I know all about that. But you know, he looks good. He looks very dangerous. But as a defender as well, looks very composed too. So what a good signing he's been. And we're going to go to Dylan on the line in a second. Before that, any update, Derek? What's the latest? I'd love to tell you, but it's gone off. All oh, right, Premier Sports gone. Have you not paid this subscription? <laughs> I certainly did. Okay, good man. Right, we'll be... it says back soon. Thank okay. you very much. Back soon. Back soon. Don't go away. Oh, Derek. here we go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> 
74 minutes gone, still 3 0, Paul. Okay, back with Derek in a moment or two. Dylan has called in from Gothamlick. Good evening, Dylan. Hello. Hi, good, good evening. Um, yeah. I've got a question for Darren Jackson. Great no problem. Um, uh, it was just to say, like, what his thoughts were on Neil Lennon making full changes from the game at the weekend. Listen, a manager will, will, you'll always, people will always uh, pick holes in a manager's team when they don't win comfortably. Like, people never said anything about the team selection up in Ross County. They're going to play so many games that the squad's going to be stretched. They're going to have injuries. They're going to have to, um, he's going to have to make decisions. Now, he made a, a, he thought it was right. Sometimes I've been in the coaching team at a few places and sometimes in training, someone just catches your eye and you think, He's looking sharp. I'm going to play him, and maybe Clamalla was looking very good in training, and he thought I'm going to I'm going to go with him. It was for for everybody else. For me, it was a strange one with a Jetty having scored three goals in three games. But I think you have to give the manager the manager a little bit credit. They've they've won the game. He's changed it. Everyone's getting getting game time. We all they all need game time at, at this this time of the season. But it's okay at the start of the season. I don't think too many, but changes will be made as the season goes on mm-hmm. but, they, but they got the main thing is they got the they got the win and and at the end of the day that's all the manager will say I think as well like um, I know we are saying with the team and um, I know we are saying with the team being stretched I know they've got European games coming up as a European qualifier coming up as well I believe in October and then as we said there's going to be lots of games so at the end of the day it's going to be a case of um, it's going to be tight this season I believe because um, both Celtic and Rangers have been strong mm-hmm. um, I think the, the big squads that they have they're definitely going to be used and with Covid who knows what's going to happen Dylan and it just shows you you know Aberdeen are getting a bigger squad Rangers uh, Celtic we can maybe talk about Hibs shortly but they're going to need them this year 100% I think as well sorry go on Dylan go on I think Hibs as well. We've got to take an effect. Jack Ross has been doing a terrific job at Hibs, and that's going to be a tough game uh, against Rangers in the weekend for the both like both teams. Yeah, of, um, of course it is a bit. But you look at Rangers. Look at the injuries over the weekend. Yeah. Okay, Morelos has played, but Jack um, was yeah. injured and. Yeah. Uh, Ariba's obviously Ar- Ar- already injured, yeah. uh-huh. and then yeah. roof tonight. Roof, roof yeah. tonight. So yeah. listen, everybody's everybody's going to get injuries. That's why you, you, that's why Neil's maybe looking just now and trying to get people minutes under their belt that there is going to be injuries. So they've maybe not played for four or five weeks, and then you need to throw them in. So manager and the coaching staff need to think about things like that, not just. We need to win this game. You need to look further down the line as Prevention well. Prevention rather than yep. cure. Yes. Yep. Dylan, before you go, let's hear from Derek. Just an update there on Rangers. I want to ask you something else, Dylan. Derek, what's the latest? 78 minutes gone. It's still 3 0. And to be fair to them, they're coming more and more into the game, having more shots on target, but nothing that's bothered Alan McGregor. Still 3 0. See, the manager was saying that he reckons Stephen Gerrard is the best manager in Scotland. Um, what would you say to that, Derek? Well, I agree with them, yeah. <laughs> Listen, everybody's got their opinions. Yeah. He's obviously asked the question sure. in the press room and he's, he's come yeah. out with that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but you, I know... He's possibly uh, a Liverpool Dylan, fan, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dylan's talking about, you know, yeah. Neil Lennon getting a bit stick because he's changing. As I said, six changes for Rangers. Kent yep. on the bench. Mm-hmm. Maybe the manager's looked at the pitch and said, well, for certain players, I don't want them getting injured on here. Well, this roof has gone off with a calf injury. 
and I'm 90% sure is because of the pitch that he's playing on. Mm-hmm. You've got to give players a game. No point in playing the same 11 every week and when you get two or three injuries as Rangers did at the weekend, mm-hmm. you've then got to throw players in that haven't played for a while. So he's got to look and see what these players are like and he's got a good chance to see them tonight. Yeah. Dylan, the plastic pitches, where do you, where do, where do you feel about them? No, I think they should get scrapped. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, uh, I believe them. They're not any good in Scottish football because obviously the injuries and stuff that could cause many players. And I'm not, I'm not one for it. To be honest, I'm against plastic pitches. Uh, but at the same time, it's definitely like the teams at the end of the day what they decide to do whether they want. Yeah. It's actually saying well, I, well, I can remember. Yeah. The, I, I can remember the first one I played on when I was down at Chelsea. We played at QPR. QPR, Derek. I played there as well. Wow, that was con- that was that was just the main road. Oh, that was unbelievable! It was like <laughs> was playing it? in the street. It took me back to my days in Finland yes. and Dundee, playing yeah. in the street. Right. You know, the goalkeeper Eddie Nizveski kicked yeah. a dead ball. It bounced maybe about ten yards over the halfway line and then bounced into other goalkeeper's arms. Yeah. I mean, that's how bad they were. I know they're better now, but. Absolutely hated playing on them. Lutons as well, Derek. Eh? So, oh, yeah. dear me! I mean, I know it's good for the some of the smaller clubs because their community, they're yeah. there. Sure. They also make some money, well, and it's great. Yeah. But sure. seeing the Premiership, surely it would be yeah. great that we would love not to need. In to my view, it. they yeah. shouldn't be in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, now I understand teams; they don't have to pay to yeah. train in other places. They can train on their, their pitch. I, I I do get it, low level, but I think in the Premier League it shouldn't be. Could there be a fund yeah. that somehow the, the the game itself pays towards the smaller clubs? You know, there are. I mean, the difference in the budgets between the biggest clubs and the smallest is yeah. massive. Yeah. Um, look at St Mirren. It's uh, it's the real pitch. And to credit to St Mirren, I think you see a sort of true game there because it's kind of like for like. And St Mirren have managed to do it. I just wish the other clubs could do it as well. Dan. Well, you look at the pitches yeah. now. You look at you look at St Mirren's pitch. You look at Motherwell's pitch. Yeah. It used to yeah. be. Oh. Incredible Do you know what I mean When we were playing yep. um, it, it was it was so bad But they look at the pitches now They're immaculate Right through the season yeah. And a credit to the Motherwell groundsman That, that is um, From start of the season To the finish Is immaculate So I think We can cope with it Teams As I say Financially, teams are looking upon it. They can they can rent it out and they can oh. make money, but not in not in the Premier League. Something close, Derek. Yes. Marielis obviously nearly we sicky one there. The four down the right hand side, cut it back to just inside the eighteen yard box, and Marielis one touch tried to side through it in the corner, but it went straight to the goalkeeper. So is he is he going is he going two two up, Derek? If the four's on, is is he going? Yes, yes, he's gone two up yeah. with Hadji just playing off as well. Right, okay, Celtic started with two up last night. They won 2 1 at St Mirren. And the second goal, surprise header, we don't see many from James Forrest. Neil Lennon spoke about it afterwards. Yeah, it's a great ball and it's a fantastic header. You know, it's a top drawer header, you know, from someone you wouldn't expect to hit a goal. So, uh, James, he's such an important player, you know, goes under the radar sometimes, but he always comes up out season on season with important goals when he's done that tonight. I thought Ryan was a real. Sort of shining light tonight, and you know everything he did was to try and be positive and, and force opportunities and force the goalkeeper into some good saves. Celtic's best man last night, Ryan Christie. And what about the goal from James Forrest? Yeah, when I heard that he had scored for the header, yeah. I was I was absolutely shocked. And I think someone said, "Was it you, Paul? He's he two goals, two goals in his career." That's what he from, said. From yeah, headers. afterwards. Yeah. Um, so he'll be he'll be happy. He's got himself in the box. He does he does get a bit stick sometimes with his deliveries. Like we're talking about Tavernier, um, his deliveries sometimes aren't. But he produced his assists and his his goals last year um, with a great record. Um, so he does produce, and Neil obviously likes him. Yeah. 
Okay, Derek's the latest. We're just going to the break. No change. Rangers are still three up against Red M. It's just looking good there. Ball. Yep. Ten minutes to go. Yeah, yeah coasting. Yep. Eight, eight minutes to go plus whatever's added on. All right. Dylan, thanks a lot for calling. 0808 okay, 17, so 17 cheers at 700. We're back with more, Jim Goodwin included, and then Morton Veghorst and David Clarkson. And your call coming next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Paul Cooney with Ali Defoy. Derek Johnson is watching Rangers, who are three up against Lincoln Imp, uh, the Imps over there in Gibraltar. And Darren Jackson, who's with us until seven tonight. Uh, this is the home of Crofty, Adele and Gredo every morning, 6am until 10. And uh, Darren's a connection. So your daughter is in the panto every she's, year. She's yeah. in the panto with Gredo, yes. So um, I saw him the last time. So we had, a, we had a good chat and she loves it. And he's obviously good fun behind behind the stage and oh, no, uh, the, not, yeah. yeah the kids the kids uh, the kids love his antics and all that so um she loves the pantomime she's on stage she feels it she feels really at home on stage and it's great to go and watch right give us a call in the numbers and the socials alley will bring us those numbers now Yep, give us a call 0808 17 17 700 just like Mark from a Celtic fan he's done that we'll be speaking to him shortly or you can drop us a text 08074 but go at the start of your message Derek what's the latest from Gibraltar Jermaine Defoe has just made it 4 nothing for Rangers. Young Nathan Patterson, ball into the box, a turn, sweet shot along the ground into the back of the net. And in fact, Defoe's just scored again, but he was just offside. The referees judged he was about a yard offside. So 4 nothing for Rangers with four minutes left on the clock. He was definitely offside, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> That's Derek. That's uh, Darren Jackson, the two DJs here. Derek, the Rangers fans, I mean, his uh, appetite for football, Jermaine Defoe, is, uh, well, it's well known, isn't it? And he's got himself fit and he's back in and scoring. Well, was he? 39 years of age. But, but the, the great thing about Defoe, and I, I never thought he would make it as a footballer because he didn't drink or smoke. <laughs> you know, he's, he's never had a drink in his life and he's a very, very fit lad. He's never changed. His weight stayed the same, just like myself. And he's, 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 it's just his hunger on the pitch. I mean, you can see he was desperate to get a goal tonight. He's been out injured for the last five or six weeks, but he took the goal really well and he's a great asset to have. I mean, we're talking now, I think Darren spoke about it earlier, about the, the squads of players. Rangers have now got two players for each position in the side. So no matter, like on Saturday when you had four players coming off, the four players that came on didn't weaken the side. In fact, a few of them, they, they looked better. The likes of Davis coming on was outstanding. As, uh, as I speak, Morelis just gets his second. Five nothing, ball played through to him. Keeper came off his line and he just dinked over his head and into the corner and uh, 87 minutes gone, it's now five nothing for Rangers. I think Derek Johnson's done this before. I mean, I've never heard him over the years or worked with, but I mean... It definitely sounds like he's enjoying it. certainly is. 5-0 Rangers, Darren. Derek, yeah. Derek how's um, Nathan Patterson doing? I had him with, I had him with the Scotland under-18s and the boy's got a real chance. Very, very he's good a, player. He's a confident big lad. Yes. He's a confident big lad. He went straight to right back when he came on. Yes. And, uh, and that's, that, that's when uh, Tavernier went just in front of him yeah, playing uh-huh. in that midfield, getting further forward. But isn't he, to be fair to him, they've never attacked an awful lot mm-hmm. the Red Imps but the big fella's been up and down his passing's been good and I like the way he shouts about it as well he's maybe only a kid but he's not frightened well he's, cap- he's, cap- he's captain of the, 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 the 18s Derek so that, that probably helps that. and, and I, I think it's a great that. game for him to come on when they're winning 
3-4 and he's got Tavernier in front of him and all that so I think the yeah. experience will be fin- fantastic for him but I definitely he's definitely one who's who's a got player. a chance he yes. looks a player I agree with you totally so five Derek just uh, what seven minutes to go plus any injury time yes yep. in fact two minutes to go plus or any two. injury time that, okay. hasn't, that hasn't stopped really the game so I would imagine if we get a minute that'll be a minute <laughs> okay we'll join don't go away that's Derek Johnson there watching the match for us Mark you're with us in a second or two first of all Celtic winning 2-1 last night uh, at St Mirren Park and we spoke obviously to Jim Goodwin just afterwards you know I wanted us to be in the game with 10-15 minutes to go so that we could have a go um, I think when we did actually put John on there Celtic did at times exploit that space in behind us but we were willing to do that because might as well lose 3 or 4-1 as opposed to losing 2-1 still got nothing to show for it but look it's disappointing evening because of the result there are a number of positives that I can take from it and you mentioned Ethan uh, I would mention Jamie McGrath as well I thought he was outstanding and Hudson Edward you know that's as probably quiet a night I think as Edward has had for a long time so my two centre-halves deserve a lot of credit for that and what about the goalkeeper just came in at the weekend on loans Lamal was their man of the match yeah I, th- I thought it was wrong I thought the game should have been off at the weekend did you? Had, yeah. yes because uh-huh. yeah. it's Paul, a goalkeeper oh yeah. three goalkeepers yeah. it's, it's, it's very unfair for a goalkeeper to come in this is a hard enough league um, if you have players out injured like Rangers and we're talking Rangers out injured but your three goalkeepers and I did I thought it was wrong that the game had, had to go ahead and Hibs would have delighted um, but the goalkeeper did well he did very well last night and I think Jim's right he's changed the team last night and probably people will, um, will be on the bench they're thinking but he'll not get judged against Celtic or Rangers he's judged against the, the other the other teams so he's yeah. got to think ahead as well and um, he, he's exactly right I was listening to the radio big Stevie Thompson was doing it he was he was hanging in the game for the last 15 to say right I'm going to have a go now in the last 15 minutes if we lose a goal we'll lose a goal but we've got a chance if we get a goal so it's good management and it's, it's sensible Derek yeah I can't disagree with that I, th- I thought the game shouldn't have been played we've not got a goalkeeper what chance you got yeah. you know for the league to say to him well you'll need to play someone outfield in goals what a load of nonsense I think they did well well done to Hearts as well actually giving them the goalkeeper yeah. you know, on yeah. the morning of the, the game. So well done to the Jambos for doing that, because I would hate to think... That's because it was against Hibs, Derek. I mean, we're a laughing stock as we some of the decisions that are getting made. If we yeah. would have had to play an outfield player in goal in our league, it would have been absolutely ridiculous. Derek, just shout at the whistle, which will be any moment, Rangers 5 up. Mark is on the line, a Celtic fan. Mark, good evening, thanks for calling. Hi, Paul. Hi, Mark. What's your point? What's your, on your mind tonight? Well, I was a couple of points, um, mainly about the Celtics attacking options. Yeah. I was wondering what um, Darren maybe thought about Edward, whether or not the best solution up front for him this season would be to play either Klamala or Ajeti alongside him. And the other point was, what do you think the best formation would be in order for us to take most advantage of Elianusi? Mm-hmm. OK, so first point then. What about uh, up front? Ayeti, great start for him. Klamala, just wait. still the jury's out, isn't it? Listen, yeah. the, the way they came back last year and played the three-five-two, I yeah. think they've got to play the three-five-two. Now, I think they're hoping that Griffiths is going to come back because I think he's the one. I think Ajeti, Ajeti can can play in there, but this is this is where squads are going to be really important. Ryan Christie had an unbelievable game last night but then as you say you've got El Yunusi to come in when they play a 3-5-2 and probably one of the most talented ones for me is who I had with the 19s is Mikey Johnson mm-hmm. now Mikey Johnson is going to be a star 
I mean, fantastic player. Yep. But he's had a bad injury, isn't he? Yes, yeah. he's, he's had a few bad injuries. That's the problem. He can't get a run of games, but he would yeah. be in the team, Derek. But in a three-five-two, I don't know where Mikey's going to play. Mikey would yeah. Ne- yeah. possibly need to be that number ten, but he's one. I think there'll be horses for of course it is. Of course it is. But this is where a, a squad. When you look at Celtic last night, people are are moaning about the result, changing the team. But you look at the bench, and then they've still got yeah. Rodjick, Mikey Johnston, and Griffiths to to come back. And there's there's yeah. no doubt now whether he'll come back to what he was. But Griffiths is the best scorer probably out the lot of the, the three. Maybe yeah. Edwards. Ed, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he, so the the way they they played Edward and Griffiths. Edward coming off the game, Griffiths just playing along the line. I think when Edward plays is, is when they play the three two uh, four two three one and he's up himself, I think he feels restricted because he can't come off the game because then there's nobody in that hole. So I think he I think he prefers playing as a two. And um, I think a jetty can do it. Listen, Lenny's seen something in Klamala mm-hmm. that he thought I'll play him last night. He scored a couple of goals, he's missed a few chances that he should have scored, but we've all missed them. I've missed chances myself. No. Listen, don't go off that one. Mark, going to stay with us. Derek, is it the whistle yet? The whistle has just gone, Paul. Rangers have won at 5 nothing and head to Holland to play Utrecht next Thursday. Yeah, it's good. And that's uh, what do you make of that? That's uh, tough. So they will be in Holland next week, yep. Um, yeah, but, they will be. Yeah. But, but it was a good experience for them tonight. I mean, it wasn't silky football, as I say, not on that pitch, but... In Europe, you go away and you score five goals. You're absolutely delighted, and, and Rangers have done that tonight. They've, got, they've done the business, and that's the bottom line. They'll be watching for the injury on roof, Derek. What, what did it look like? What do you think? There wasn't an awful lot in it, Paul. I don't even think it was a challenge. Yeah. I didn't see anybody tackle him. He's just gone down. The same as, as Jack did at the weekend. It must be just... Well, that, tell, that tells you it's a pull, Derek. If it's not a challenge, it tells you it's a, it's a, a calf strain or... Yeah, he, um, he actually tried to get up, and, and the, the club doctor was there and just said, "No, these he, he says you're off, and that's it. Not taking any chances with injuries like that." Derek, can you stay with us just now? Because we'll uh, go over the, the match there with you, and a few other things to ask you as well. Head to head here, we've got the two double Certainly DJs. Paul, you're very welcome, young fellow. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Darren Jackson and Derek Johnson, with us. Mark, what do you feel up front? Would you? Who would you go with then, alongside Edward? I totally agree with uh, Darren, to be honest with you. I think um, if Griffiths can go back to anywhere near what he was, then I think you've got to go with him. Um, it's just a question of whether or not that's going to happen, I suppose, but we'll, time will tell. Darren, any insight? Is he coming oh, well, back? I was, yeah. I was Lee's agent yeah. <laughs> for a while and all that, so I still keep, I, I still keep in touch with him. Um, I've not spoken to him or texted him for the last few weeks but the, the we're, rumors on are, an, we're on for another hour <laughs> so you could yeah. the, the rumours are that the, um, he was back training he just wasn't in the squad it's going to take him it's going to take time before his match fitness because he comes back too early because it was his calf he could pull his calf again now he probably knows himself he came back overweight shouldn't come back overweight he's put himself in a position where it's going to be hard to get in the team but I think once he gets himself fit I think there's We've said it. There's no doubt he's the best finisher at the club. Mark, happy with that. Yep. And Derek, were you surprised that he came back overweight? I mean, we know that he's had issues and it's been really tough for him. But he was instrumental in Celtic winning the title because of the way they came back from Dubai, and it was so disappointing for him and for Celtic that he just wasn't fit to play. Well, he's just a natural goal scorer, and I think most teams would love to have him, but. It's what you do off the park as well. You, you've got to behave yourself, you know, as far as eating and looking after your body. I mean, I, I, we just talked about a 39-year-old there mm-hmm. in Jermaine Defoe. 
looks after himself and he's ready to play all the time. He's still sharp, scored the goal again tonight. I think Lee's got to look at that. He's, he's of an age. Where, what, he's, what is he, late 20s now, Lee? Yeah, late I think he's 30. I think he's just turned 30, yeah. Derek. Yeah. He's turned 30. Well, yes. this, this is not the time to do it. This, this is the time where he's maybe got three or four years tops left in, in the big time. So this is when you have to really look after yourself. You've grown up now. You know that wee lad, 18, 19, 20, where you can enjoy yourself all the time. You've got to look after your body. That's the important thing. And obviously, Neil wasn't happy when he came back looking at him, and that's why he's obviously had more work to do on the terraces, up and down the terraces, running, just trying to get a wee bit away off, get a bit of sharpness. Because I'll tell you what, he's one of these players, even if he's not going to get a game every week, when he comes on, you're almost guaranteed a goal from him because he's so sharp in and around that box. The last thing a six-foot centre-half wants is somebody that's small and nippy in and about him, his legs, you know, getting a wee bit of space, and he's got two good feet to score goals. So he'll need to have a, a good look at himself, Lee, and make sure he gets fully fit. And yeah. the, the way to do that is looking after himself and when he's training, just give his all in training every day because that's the only yep. way he's going to get chosen because the manager's watching him, yep. training every day. And if he sees him, the effort he's putting in, then he's going to get a chance. But he has to look after his body. The Go Radio Football Show, we're back in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. If you're tuning in, you're tuning in to the Go Radio Football Show with Paul Cooney and Ali Defoy. Darren Jackson is with us until seven o'clock. In the first hour, we heard from Derek Johnson, the former Rangers Chelsea, Dundee United and Scotland star. And he was watching Rangers win 5-0 against Redimps in Gibraltar. Tavernier, Goldson, two goals from Morellas, back from injury at the weekend when he went off. And Germain Defoe coming back. And that, that's good news for Rangers. Roof went off injured, but Derek didn't think it was too bad, Darren Jackson. Yeah, he did. It's a calf injury. They'll be precautious over that. Um, but Defoe, yes. Uh, Paul, I think <clears throat> he's come up here. He, he's, got, he's gone to Bournemouth. Yes, it's the Premiership. It's 11,000 fans. He's come up to Rangers. 50,000. Obviously not just now, sure. but when he was playing 50,000. And he's just got that hunger and appetite again to, to play the game. And it's just carried him on. on and it's, it's a credit to him, 39 and still got that, that that buzz in his stomach to go out and perform. And great to have around the place, great for the younger players, great to help bond everybody. Of course, yeah. and I think he does help. He, he, he does go down and help the, the young kids. What, what I've heard, yeah. he does go down and, and pass his knowledge on to the to the young kids at Ibrox, and that's that's priceless. And what he did with that young lad at Sunderland, the whole yeah, nation no, took yeah. the wee lad yeah. to his heart, and yeah. they, they absolutely love him and Tyne and Weir. I think everyone respects him. Yeah. They did. That, that was a, a big thing made, yes. but... That's what players, a lot of players do. Yep. Um, people made a big thing off that, and rightly so. I mean, he's a, he looked a cracking young young boy. It's, it's tragic what happened, but um, a lot of players do things like that that are unnoticed and and not in the papers and all that. So we're not all bad. Mother, no, not at all. Motherwell are playing against Coleraine. We'll hear from David Clarkston in about half an hour. Aberdeen playing against Viking and Stavanger. We'll hear from Rob McLean and someone who's got a big heart. Darren, you played with for a long time. Former Bronby, Denmark internationalist, assistant manager of Denmark. Mark and Celtic he was part of that team that won with Vim Janssen and you and it's great to welcome him to the programme good evening Morton Veghorst good evening 
Good evening. I'm Morton. How are you? you? Yeah, great to hear you Very here well. in Glasgow, right across Scotland. The sun's out for you tonight, Morton, coming on. Do you remember Glasgow, the sunny nights, the sunny afternoons? I do. Lots yeah. of them, lots of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> lots of rainy nights as well. Though. Yeah. <laughs> and we want to ask about life just now with the Danish national team, but uh, Ali and I will ask you about that shortly. But next to me then, Darren Jackson. What can you tell us about Darren that we don't know? Because uh, you two have got a great friendship from your time at Celtic. Don't go there, big man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's Big Hollow Legs? Okay. Yeah, very well, very well. Um, enjoying it over here. Uh, can't wait to get back to Scotland though and get some of your banter, Darren. <laughs> Been missing it. Been missing it. There's, there's no, no flights. There's no flights, big man. <laughs> did he? Did he wear out know, more? Yeah. Yeah. Did he wear out more mirrors than he did football studs? Do you think, uh, Morton? Because uh... <laughs> possibly, possibly. Yeah. No, that's a great lad. We had a great dressing room back then. Yeah. Many years ago, actually, I was I was uh, wondering early on. It's, it's been what twenty two, twenty three years now yes. since we um, we had that great season. It's uh, time flies, doesn't it? But um, great memories. And echoes of that this year, obviously, I know you keep in touch with well, all football, um, your assistant uh, manager for Denmark. But what about the battle here uh, in Scotland? So Rangers top of the table, Celtic three points behind, game in hand. Uh, were you surprised that your old club had a sort of stuttering start to the season? When I say that, mind you, it was just uh, one game where they dropped some points. But you know what it's like in Glasgow, everything's exaggerated. Of course, of course. It was back then and it certainly will be today and... Uh, you know, when I when I think back to to that ninety seven ninety eight season, the, the I was a, a foreigner back then, although I'd been in the the country for some years, so I I kind of knew what to expect. But it was uh, almost every day we were told um, and reminded by the fans how how important the season was to to stop that ten in a row, and it'll be exactly the same these days. I'm I'm pretty sure. And yes, we did have a stuttering start to the season back then but uh, it's early days yet and uh, it's still still close and it will be close all, all the way through I'm pretty sure yeah, well, you, we we saw Martin. I was that was obviously just at the club, and we we lost the first two games, so you saw the pressure. Uh-huh. But I was I was speaking earlier about it was probably good that we had a manager like Vim. Um, now I think everybody loved Tommy Burns to have won the league yeah. because of the way he was loved, mm-hmm. the way he was a Celtic man. But Vim Vim came in, and probably because he was he he, he was probably. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say ignorant to it, but it just he, he wasn't embroiled in it. Yeah. That, he, that he, he handled the pressure probably very, very well. He ne- I mean, Morton, you'll, 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 I think you'll agree with me. He never looked under Definitely. pressure. He just looked I so calm all the on. time. And yeah. even losing the first with two it. games, people could have just like the fans were going, were going, going mad. Obviously, we we trained at the Barrowfield, so we walked from Celtic Park. They were always outside, and they were mm-hmm. it wasn't good enough. And it wasn't good enough the, yeah. the, the start we had. But oh, thankfully, yeah. we, got, we got back. I think you're spot on, Darren. I think it was a combination of, of uh, Wim being a really experienced uh, experienced coach, and also the fact that he he wasn't um, he wasn't born and bred in Scotland. Yeah. So he uh, he kind of maybe he didn't realise how how big it was, and and I think it it worked in in his favour and in our favour because he stayed stayed very calm, and and we picked up from a, a dodgy start and. and um, you know, we all knew how we all know how it ended. Um, uh, happily, of course. <laughs> but uh, I think you're I think you're right. He he stayed very calm and that helped the players. Uh, but I also think um, 
I think it, it was kind of easier for for the foreign lads. Uh, as I said, I'd, I'd been in Scotland since since ninety ninety two um, ninety three, um, and um, I think uh, I had an idea. But being still being foreign, I have to to take my hat off to to all you Scottish lads because. It was different for you. Um, you all handled the pressure very, very well, and it is different being uh, born and bred in Scotland with the, the rivalry um, and things. I think it's a wee bit easier being being foreign, um, not having been brought up um, with all the stuff that that goes on. So, so the the pressure uh, is huge and massive when you. When you're bought and bred in so Morton, Scotland. do you think that maybe helps Stephen Gerrard, who you know he's the Liverpool legend, uh, but he knows all about rivalry, but not the Glasgow rivalry? Would that give him an almost dispassionate view of it? I mean, he's been at Rangers for two years. Um, do you think that maybe helps Stephen Gerrard? That's a very good question. I, I seem to remember he came out speaking um, um, maybe half a year ago, or so that that you know the rivalry and the. The tension had surprised him a bit, so I think even even for a, a guy like uh, Gerard, who's who's been through it all, has uh, tried everything in football and won so many things, you know, he, he he's been taken uh, by surprise how how fierce the rivalry is. Um, so yeah, I think you're right; it could work in, in, in his favour. On the other hand, you know, Celtic. I've got Neil Lennon, who's who's been through it all. Uh, he knows how to to handle the pressure. Um, so. My best best guess is that it's going to be it's going to be very tight, and no one uh, wants to give an inch. Uh, it'll be it'll be very interesting. I haven't seen much of the game so far. We don't get the the Scottish League over here on television, so uh, but I'll be I'll be following, and I'll, I will be watching it. Hopefully, when the when the flights start uh, coming back on, I'll be I'll be coming across to watch. Uh, I think I think it's different, Morton. You think you'll agree, Stephen Gerrard, world class. Mm-hmm. He was absolutely yeah. world class yeah. at, at Liverpool but as a manager. But the expectations of obviously what he's going through at Rangers, and I think that was summed up, and the pressure that was summed up with his reaction after beating Celtic and screaming into the camera. That that that's pressure. That's just the the mm-hmm. will the will to win, and his team performed on the day. And I think that that kind of summed up what being a Rangers manager and what pressure you, you get put under and obviously with being um, trying to stop 10 there's massive pressure this year mm-hmm. he's been a player who's handled pressure his whole life um, because he, he because the expectations of him as a player at Liverpool mm-hmm. um, so as a manager now I think Stevie can can handle it but it's his players handling it no, never mind. It's funny <laughs> listening to both of you. That could be Stephen Gerrard, or in some aspects, it could be Neil Lennon about players playing at the top level and handling pressure. Because Neil Lennon, as you touched on, Morton Veghorst, he's also had pressure all his career, hasn't he? And he's come back a wee bit calmer the second time when he took over from uh, Rogers. Then you know you thought this is going to be tough. But have you been impressed by the way Neil Lennon has uh, put his stamp on this team? Yeah, he's done very well. As I say, I, I'm I'm not an expert on the current uh, Celtic sure, team because yeah. I I don't watch many of the games, yeah. but I, I do follow results, and he's 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 had them. Um, he came in when when Celtic was stuttering a bit, and he's done very well since then. And now he's, he he'll be he'll be dying to 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 do the big one, uh, which is this season. 
because Brendan Rodgers was so hard. It was an, a very hard act to follow. Oh, yeah. God almighty, an incredible <laughs> act to yeah. follow. Um, and, and I've said this, and I, this isn't being disrespectful to Lenny, I think Lenny was in the right place at the right time. Yeah. I don't, had gone I, from Hibs, yeah. Gone, yeah. He had gone from Hibs, yes. He'd done a great he, job at Hibs, didn't he? I, yeah. I think Lenny has taken his management to another level. I think he's handling it. And, and people will say, it's easy to handle it when you're winning. But I think he is a different person. I think he's gone back and probably... Listen, I was a, I was a nutcase on the pitch and off the pitch as, as a coach. That's yeah. <laughs> what you're laughing at, big man. <laughs> um, but let Neil, when you watched, he maybe watched himself on the touchline and his reactions sometimes were over the top. And he, he, I think he's he, he's he's calmed down and he's he's a lot more professional now. And he not not professional because no. he's always always professional, but a bit more he, mature. He, he's a bit more mature now, yes. Yeah. Uh, and 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 handling oh, handling yep. being the Celtic yep. manager mm-hmm. better now. Yep. Oh, that's great to hear. You you know more about that, but I think as a player you can develop and become a better player. But you certainly can as a, a manager as well. And that's that's great to hear that he's he's becoming more mature. And I'm not. I, I think you're right. It's a it's a huge job being being in charge of Celtic or, or Rangers for that matter, and, and there's play, pr- pressure all the time, and, and we all have to remember that. Uh, but to hear that he's uh, he's maturing and he's he's more calm is is yeah, that's 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 great. Morton, what's life for like for you now uh, as uh, part of the setup with uh, the Danish team, and that must be that must be a quite an, well, not an eye opener. You've had your life in football, but it must be dream to be there as an assistant in Denmark. Yeah, I feel very privileged and, and honoured to be part of the Denmark setup. I was lucky enough to be to be involved for yeah almost ten years as a player. I've been the, um, the under-21 head coach uh, in 11-12, and now I'm the uh, the assistant uh, manager. Uh, just started in, in July there, and we've got uh, we've got a very very good group of players. Um, uh, we were not meant to be in charge of the team for the Euros, but now uh, we seem to. Well, hopefully. Uh, we will keep our fingers crossed that it'll go, it'll, it'll go ahead next year. Um, so we've got that to, to look forward to. We've got the, the World Cup qualifiers starting um, in the spring. Uh, and right now we we just started with two games against Belgium and, and England there in the, in the Nations League. So tough start, um, but we've we already saw some some improvement in the, the, the stuff we want to to adjust with the team. We saw some good good signs. So just great to be involved again after a, a year and a half out of football. Darren, uh, uh, Morton, sorry, it's Ali here. I was just having to think uh, about playing against Darren. Aside from him, who's been your favourite player you've ever had in your team? Good question. That's a very good question. Um, I had so many great teammates um, at Celtic and you know, I enjoyed I'm very privileged playing alongside them. If I had to pick one, I think it would it won't be a great surprise if <laughs> the best if the best player if, if I mention Henrik thanks Scott, thanks oh I thought you meant me Martin sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> not set aside from you <laughs> no, Darren Jackson <laughs> or, or Henrik Larson yeah and what about Henrik yeah, yeah, Larson yeah. back at Barca as an assistant what did you feel when you heard the news two weeks ago oh great for him Isn't it? I know yeah. it's a time for, for, for Barca at the moment as yeah. a club and there will be things happening over the next uh, months, but uh, great, great opportunity for Henrik. Uh, he was there as a player, and um, I'm very, I'm delighted for him that he gets his chance, and hopefully, hoping to 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 get there and, and see how he's doing, and 
you know, watch some training and games. Um, fantastic club to be part of. I'm going to ask both of you then, because you must be asked so many times, what was the thing about Henrik Larsson that set him apart from other great strikers? Well, if, if, if I can start, uh, yep. it's for me... Apart yeah, you from start, Big Ben, on you go. Okay. Thank you, Darren. No, he's got goals um, in so many different ways. Um, he, he scored with his head. Uh, shoulder, chest, feet, both feet. Uh, and apart from that, being a great goal scorer, a uh, great player, he was a fantastic teammate, always always a team player. And that, that struck me. Always on the pitch, a fantastic team player. Wanted to do the, the, the dirty work as well. Do some running, even do, do dance, running sometimes, <laughs> as I remember it. Um, and off the pitch, down to um, what, a, what a fantastic um Person. Darren, yeah, listen, oh, just, I'll, I'll just, I'll just echo that. It, that's what he was. He was a team player. Mm-hmm. I mean, incredible team player. And I think if you were to ask him, I think he's, he's Chris Sutton, um, John Hartson. Yep. Do you know what I mean? He'd like Harold, what he did for Harold, mm-hmm. um, what he did for for myself. Mm-hmm. It was just wonderful to play to play with them. And I, I used to love people saying, like, he only he's only doing it in Scotland." Then he went to Barcelona yeah. and then he went to Man- Man- Manchester United. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah, and yeah. I loved I loved that because people decry the Scottish game yep. and, and think, well, they're doing it against us. And no disrespect to the teams I'm going to mention, but a St Martin, a Motherwell, a Hamilton. Yeah. But then he, he goes down to well, he goes out to Barcelona. It then he goes brilliant. to it just it was brilliant to see yeah. because it's it's just desire to be the best every day. Yep, and, and and he achieved that. And remember, he went to Man United, but only for a couple of months during the close. And he he wanted Fergie wanted him to stay. So Alec Fergie yeah. said, "Stay, Man United." I think I think they were in for him a, a, yeah. a few times, but and he went I, back. I, to, he went back to Sweden. Listen, he, yeah. he's love for Celtic, yeah. and he's love to perform at mm. Celtic Park every second week, which was too much. And and people come up and, and they do that. They think they're taking an easy way out. It's not. It's playing in front and for and and I include Rangers in this. Two of the biggest teams in the world. Because yeah. Rangers had something. So why would they go yeah. down to a smaller team in England just yeah. to be in, to yeah. play in the Premiership? He wanted to win things. He wanted to play Champions League football, and he achieved that. And to entertain, maybe as well as you say, with more fans. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's nothing better than running out Celtic Park and as Morton knows in front of sixty thousand and at any any game, but in a Champions League night, the, the atmosphere is just special. And Morton and yeah. Darren, both of you, uh, you know, you had uh, well, Ghislaine Barry syndrome in your case, Morton, and Darren, when you were at Celtic, you the, the suddenly you had a brain injury and you were off for seven weeks. And both of you, you've got that bond, the two of you, and it's great to hear you, Morton, feeling uh, so good, doing so well there with Denmark. And uh, in a shock prediction, we're going to ask you who is going to win it this year? Is it going to be top of the table Rangers or is it your old club Celtic? Celtic. 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 Yeah. Come on. <laughs> With the accent and everything. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, Derek Johnson's going to be uh, with you. I, I think at your first couple of matches there that season was at Hibs at Easter Road, wasn't it? Hibs. Final point before. Yeah, yeah Hibs at yeah. Easter Road and Dunfermline yeah. at home. And everyone remembers the Hibs game because H- Henrik tried to pass the ball to me and it was intercepted by right. Chick. Chick and Charlie. Chick, Chick scored. Yeah. Henrik said I didn't angle well, but it was yeah. a poor pass. 
and he, he was very lucky to recover from that um, but no no yeah. uh, we, and we recovered from that that was the main thing Do you know Morton we were doing the game live uh, on the station at the time and uh, our co-commentator was the late great maybe the greatest Billy McNeil and he said that young lad is a player just watch and he said that there because it was I, I remember it clearly we were behind the goal was the commentary position but uh, well what a season it's history Morton I, you know what I'm thinking as well we should get the games abroad it's really not right that the Celtic games the Rangers games and all the teams in the Premiership are not available and Scottish football needs to get its act together and get it sold TV is where it is people yeah. access to it it's, Paul, it's just because yeah. he's tight and he'll not pay for that uh, that's oh, the I problem see. <laughs> he would never buy a round when he was over do you know what I mean I'm a big reaper honestly uh, really? yeah, yeah. No, they were out of order <laughs> Morton oh that's terrible I thought this was a transfer charge call coming in from Copenhagen uh, Morton it's great to hear you thanks a lot for joining us in Glasgow Zone it's great to hear you and we'll maybe speak to you again later in the season good speaking to you big thank man thank you all Tell, every, so tell everyone I'm asking for them. Cheers, Morton. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. The Radio Football Show. On the Thursday night, when in the Europa League, Rangers get off to a flyer 5 0 against Redimps in Gibraltar. So Rangers are through. They'll play Willem 2 next week. So that's good news for Rangers tonight. Tavernier scored early on and then Conor Golston with a header two for Morellas so he made it tonight and he scored twice and Germain Defoe coming off the bench and scoring the fifth for Rangers Roof went off injured we're checking doesn't look to be too bad maybe a precaution 5-0 for Steven Gerrard's Rangers so they play Willem 2 next week in Holland later this evening Aberdeen will be playing in Stavanger against Viking and uh, Motherwell in Northern Ireland against Coleraine and delighted to have on the line now uh, from the Motherwell staff Dave David Clarkson's on the line. David, good evening. Evening, guys. Hi, David. So, uh, good start tonight for Scottish teams for Rangers. Uh, and now we hope for Aberdeen and Motherwell, your own side, playing uh, against Coleraine. Uh, Darren Jackson's with us, and you know Darren really well, along with Ali and myself. Uh, David, what about this uh, tonight against Coleraine? A-, a great record so far, especially, you know, their win against Maribor. Yep, uh, I think that's what the... You know, Mother will need to be on their guard. We need to put their best again, as they were. Uh, obviously, the last few weeks, uh, they're off the back of a good result as well in the league. So they've got to be confident. But I think like any of these games, one-off games, they've got to be very wary of obviously the opposition. Uh, you know, they'll be the same. Corey will be the same off a, a good result and qualifying after Maribor. So it'll be a, a, a tough game again. Uh, but hopefully, like the last time, they can they can uh, they can qualify. Motherwell coming in with such a great record from last year but we all know that's gone how important was it to get that win at the weekend? I think it gives the boys confidence you know as soon as you get that win you know you almost kind of want to try and kick on you know this week could have been you know a good week of training and a bit of you know a weight off the shoulders maybe some of the the, the boys and stuff were getting that win uh, so I think we're getting this a bit of confidence off the back of that uh, and I think that's a good thing to have you? A, a, another hard game especially when they've been away and there's no fans but obviously the travelling and stuff you, you want to go there with as, as much confidence as you can and offer a backward result definitely helps that David how are you doing it's Darren I'm good Darren how are you I'm fine yeah um, listen I, I've just said to, to, to Paul and Ali that I'm a massive massive fan of Robbo I think he's a fantastic manager I think tactically the way We've all spoke about how 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 he went from a three five two to a four three three, and the recruitment Martin Foyle is fantastic. And you know what it's like, David. You can go on a, a losing run like you can go on a winning run. Now the the game at Easter Road, they deserve to win that game. 
Yep. So um, I, I wouldn't imagine Robbo would have pressed the panic button because he'll have seen things in that game that think, well, Hibs are well up the league and I think we should have won that game. So as you say, um, winning the game at the weekend gives them gives them massive confidence. And I think that actually Coleraine beating Maribor is a great result for Motherwell. So the players actually, listen, they'll no go over there and think this is going to be easy. But they'll, they'll, they'll sit up and think, God, they have had a good result. I would imagine the staff have gone over it and shown them the game and, and see where their threats are. So I actually think it was a good result for, for Motherwell that they did beat um, Maribo. Yeah, I think definitely. Uh, and I mentioned that a few weeks ago in terms of the performances as well in the Hibs game. You know, the performances have been there, you know, yeah. so, you know, by you know by far, I don't think there was a, you know, anybody a panic button. They've got that first win, which is massive, but... They've been playing well. The results hadn't been there, but that that first win obviously we can definitely helps. But I think you're right. You know, having the the win over Maribor kind of helps them. I think kind of though, yeah, Motherwell have done their, their analysis and stuff, and they've you know done their homework so to speak. So they'll, they'll know what to expect uh, again with the uh, connections probably Robbo has and stuff. You know, they'll, they'll know what they're going to. So it's a it's a good game for them, uh, and I think a game. They'll be looking forward to as well. Uh, they'll know their, they'll know their, their strengths and weaknesses. So, Muller will definitely be going there with confidence, uh, hoping to qualify next round. All right. Well, you're with us. Let's hear uh, Keith Lasley was speaking about it just before the game. About uh, Coleraine. Yeah, Keith Lasley. I think Lasley. the result you see got in the last round away to Maribor, who are a well-versed European side in both the Champions League and the Europa League. So, you know, we watched that game as part of an analysis. We know that they are a determined side, you know, like Lentoran, as you mentioned. And I think it did take to the last, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour for, uh, you know, eventually we, we really got on top in the match. So, you know, we expect nothing less. We think it's going to be a tough game. Uh, you know, they'll be very organised, especially on their own patch, obviously. So, uh, you know, we, we know what we're up against, but hopefully that Glentorn game has given us a feel for the, for the game that we're going into. We know we're going to have to be our best. Darren, you've got news on the team. Yes, yeah. it's just, uh, David, it's Carson. You'll probably know it. <laughs> Carson O'Donnell, Gallagher, Mugabe, Lamy, McGinley, Polworth, Campbell, O'Hara, Lang and Watt. Strong. Yeah, sorry, strong sign. I think coming off the back of a win, you know, I think much have changed the formation. Obviously, they've got that in them. You know, they've played about with a four-three-three, a three-five-two, depending on what they think will suit. And I think that's you know having the knowledge and understanding the players that what their capabilities are and what they can do is great. They've got that flexibility, and I think that helps getting into games as well. And that might be a surprise. Corinne uh, as well, they might have seen them play a different formation. So I think it's great that they've got that. Uh, flexibility within the squad. Yeah, David, I, I was a, I was a big fan of Richard Tate. I thought any pl- any place Robo played him, I thought he did a, did a fantastic job. But I think getting Stephen O'Donnell in takes it just to another level. Being an internationalist and the quality that Stephen gives you. Yeah, definitely. I, I say Tate was great. I thought it was great for the club. And yeah. The same gave gave everything. But it's always hard when you lose somebody like that with the quality and the, the effort they put in to replace him. And I, I think Shaw's has done great so far. You know, I think the the same seen him uh, last week to Marnock. I think his stock was high, so I think it's been great, a great addition for the club. Uh, he started off really well. Seems it will fit in uh, to the way the club want to, to work and the gaffer want to work. So I think so far, you know, him still into that position again, flexible, can play 
probably off the left, off the right. So again, a good option to have, uh, and I think he's fit in really well so far. Yeah, Darren, what about Liam Polworth? Uh, what do you make of him? He's got a mercurial talent. Listen, yeah. by the way, again, I've been a, I've been a fan of Liam Polworth. Yeah. I saw him one night. I was at Livingston one night, and I didn't really watch them. I was at Livingston. He was playing for Inverness, and B. John Robertson was was managing him. Good pals, you Robbo, and I texted him after the game. I said, really like Polworth, and he said, Darren, he could be anything. At that time, he just didn't feel he worked hard enough. But see, last last year, David, I thought he was brilliant. I thought his work rate, I think, was in, was incredible, and and his ability, he is. I think, I think he could score more goals. I think he he's got the ability to add goals to his game. But um, I think he's been a great addition for Motherwell. I totally agree with that. I've seen him a few times as well. Uh, last year and stuff, and he picks up some great positions. The same, he, technically, he's very good. Uh, great delivery, you know, can can pick that final pass, which almost sometimes is missing uh, within teams. So I think having something like that is always a bonus. You know, the the work rate thing, kind of, if you can get that out, everybody it's great. Uh, but I think with a player we call it like that, uh, it's always great to have in the team that can, you know, can pick that final pass and pick some out. Uh, it's almost like a game changer mm-hmm. David we've got Rob McLean with us as well and Rob you'll be doing the Aberdeen game in a few moments but Alan Campbell the other night he was brilliant here in Go Radio we really enjoyed hearing him refreshing and he is uh, he's also a bit of a talisman there maybe for uh, Motherwell yeah, yeah I mean, uh, he's been yep. oh sorry Rob I was, yep. I thought I was here. Sorry, yeah I Rob you're here. on but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, are we on can you're we, on can we rehearse or are we on can we no we're on you're on uh, yeah, no, I was just going to just going to say, David, that that uh, I mean, Craig's was in the studio on Tuesday night. Stephen Craigan, who co- coached him obviously at under twenties level, Alan Campbell, and he was just raving about his attitude. How was he a good and player then, then? Then we heard then we heard from <laughs> Keith Lasley saying exactly the same same thing about him. The you know the the attitude that Alan Campbell has got, the the will to win, the determination. So it's probably no great surprise to you guys that he's really grabbing the headlines at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's no surprise, I don't think, to anyone. I think a lot of people get away. He's actually, you know, he's a good player. A lot of people do. His work rate and his desire is a massive part of that. But he's also got the technical ability. You know, maybe people always look elsewhere. But, you know, I think with the work rate and the drive, you know, people work off of that. You know, I think it's so important that thin teams, I don't know as well, if you've got that one guy that can drive you and, you know, you almost kind of feed off of them, you know, and that kind of lifts you and, and kind of encourages you as well to maybe go and press or go when you see him, you know, the, the desire he goes with and the tent that he goes with. Uh, and it's no surprise and, and it's thoroughly deserved as well, the, the, the positive he's getting so far. So, Darren, what, yeah. Yeah, I, I just think the, the, the demands he puts on himself, I, can, I, I don't know, I don't know him, I've never really spoken to him, but I've heard that he's in the gym first thing every morning. He's, he's first in. And when, see, when you see boys like that, you want them to do well. Yep. His desire just to to be a good professional player go on the pitch he's work great and I think I think David's right he probably doesn't get the credit for being the player he is because like uh, I know with Malky Mackay I know with Scott Gemmell with Peter Houston what they think of him but he's maybe playing with a Billy Gilmore mm-hmm. or he's yeah. maybe playing with a, a Lewis Ferguson who gets the attention but they, they they rate him very, very highly. And as I say, you want boys like that, and I'm not trying to sell another player from Motherwell, but you want players like that to, to go and show what you can do do elsewhere. The usual and, 75% yeah. commission. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm not an agent now, Rob, don't yeah. worry. <laughs> so, Darren, before David goes, what's your prediction for Motherwell tonight? Can I think do Mother- yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Motherwell will get a result tonight. Yeah. I think, as I said, I think the Maribor game was a, it was a great game for Motherwell. 
that they'll, they'll, they'll know that they're going to be in a game they'll be up for it but I fancy Motherwell strongly David can you stay with us while we get the Aberdeen team just before we let you go then yeah, and uh, yeah so Rob what's the news for Viking against the Dons well just one change Paul to, to the Aberdeen team which beat Kilmarnock uh, at Petodre last Saturday there's no Matty Kennedy in the squad and Dylan McGeoch comes in I mean that just tells you something about the, the squad strength that Aberdeen have got going on at the moment so I mean it looks as if they will stick to the back three which has been serving them so well of late so it's Joe Lewis in goals Hoban McKenna Considine in the back three Matty Kennedy's been playing right wing back I wonder whether Ryan Hedges might play there Johnny Hayes on the left Ferguson and McCrory were so we're talking about top young Scottish midfielders. We were raving about those two earlier on as well. Dylan McGeoch will slot into that central midfield area as well. And Scott Wright, I would imagine, will be the guy who is supporting Marley Watkins up front. Um, and he, he's another guy that that's really seems to have kicked on this season. I think it's a big opportunity for him. He had that loan spell at Dundee, blue hot and cold. But he's come into the Aberdeen team, Darren. I'm interested to know what you think about this this season. Uh, and maybe it's that competition for places thing that's going on at the moment. If you don't deliver, you ain't going to play. We've seen that in Hedges, what he's done so far. Marley Watkins has made an immediate impact. And it's a big chance for, for Scott Wright, a young Scottish player, again, who's got real talent about him, hasn't he? But, but can he produce it consistently? Well, that's the thing. That's the thing, Rob. And I would imagine that Dylan will play behind um, um, Ferguson right. yep. and... And right, and, and yep. yes, yep. I think right will play obviously off Marley Watkins. Yeah. Um. So he's flattered to deceive Rob. I think yep. right, and and he's not been consistent enough, and that's what Derek's been looking but for. He's got the talent. Lightning, a bit yeah. lightning pace. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We, we actually, when I was at St Martin, we played them in 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 the cup, and they beat us four one, and he destroyed us with his yeah. with his pace. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. But you can't you can't just do it one and three one and four and and, and young kids look and say well why am I, why am I left out why am yep. I not playing because it's consistency and I've been there myself when I was yep. young you, you think well why am, I, why am I not playing but if you look back at the games I've not did been good enough did you have a bad enough. spell yeah, yeah. sorry <laughs> uh, it, did you have a bad spell <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I had a bad game once Rob I'm not very sure <laughs> Rob what's your prediction tonight we're going to ask David and uh, Darren too but what do you reckon Rob I'm going to go um, 3-1 Aberdeen. Even to Don's. David Clarkson? Yeah, I think Aberdeen uh, and Adamine won as well uh, tonight. Yep. And Darren? Yes, I've actually a, a scout for Blackpool and I've actually watched a, yep. a lot of Norwegian and I've watched for Viking and they're not a bad side. I think they're eighth in their league. Uh-huh. Um, but I fancy Aberdeen tonight. I think they'll win 2-1. Tommy Johnson told us a few weeks ago you were doing some work for him. More of that in a moment or two. David, thanks for joining us. I know you'll not go for that result uh, the weekend because Motherwell are at Aberdeen. <laughs> but for tonight in Northern Ireland, Oren Kearney's team against Stephen Robinson, the, the two Irishmen. It's going to be some, some match tonight. Thanks very much for joining us, David. Speak to you soon. Nice guys. Thank Cheers. you. Well, it's the Go Radio Bye. Football Show. We're back. Uh, Derek Johnson will be back on with uh, on an evening when Rangers had a five goal win there in Gibraltar. That's next. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney with Darren Jackson, Ali Defoy, Rob McLean. We heard from Morton Veghorst earlier on the programme. We heard from David Clarkson. And uh, Derek's going to be back on in a moment or two. And we're taking your calls as well. This time tomorrow night, it's going to be Cy Ferry joining us from the Open Goal podcast. And from all these different, you know, his uh, Herald and Times, he's everywhere. Cy Ferry will be here tomorrow night. He was on last night with Barry Ferguson. And I see Barry hitting the headlines with something that he mentioned on the show last night. Please don't stop 
that make sure that the COVID testing, Darren, you know, stops the lower league clubs taking part in the Betfred Cup because it's really expensive. I mean, it is the right thing. They're taking the right pro- protocols and it's expensive enough for the big clubs, but it is an issue for the lower league, league clubs, isn't it? Of course it? it's an yeah. issue, uh, Paul. I mean, <laughs> they, need t- they need games. Um but I've I've heard that it is expensive. I think it's something like for a for a squad, it's something like nine thousand pounds. So for a team like Kelty, how do you afford that? Now the government have to do the right thing. It's not all about football, yeah. but there must be there there has to be some compromise that if if a team like Kelty and people are putting a lot of money into it, that there has to be a compromise that we have to work out a, a, a way that they can play games. Derek Johnson's with us Derek so you've been uh, obviously you watched the Rangers match tonight 5-0 and a comfortable win for Rangers it was in the end I'm sure the manager will be pleased as I said earlier you know when you go away from home in Europe and you score five goals and you don't concede again I mean is that the eighth game yeah. that Rangers have gone without conceding a goal I think you'll be delighted with that but certainly in the next round it'll be a lot different even the weekend when they go to Easter Road to play Hibs on Sunday I mean what a massive game and a cracking game that is going to be but yeah, it, it, it was comfortable tonight. Uh, a wee bit slow at the start, but when they got the second goal, I think the game was over then. And then the second half, bringing on Morelos and Defoe, in on, between Morelos scoring twice and Defoe getting the other goal, I think the manager will be delighted that these players that have come on the bench you know, have, have done something in the game. And that's, what you, that's the whole idea, bringing on substitutes to try and change the game again. And these two men certainly did that this afternoon. Derek, six weeks ago when the season started, we thought Morelos was on his way to Lille, yeah. but it hasn't happened. Is he going to be here after October the 4th? Well, again, it's all, it's all down to the money. You've heard Stephen Gerrard, you know, umpteen times saying, if the money's right, you'll go. I mean, these teams are not going to come in and say, well, we'll give you £8 million from our team. He's not going to accept that. Stephen Gerrard would rather keep him because he knows he can score goals. But if that money does come in, you know, and there's still a wee while to go yet. And I think it may well happen. If somebody comes in with the right sort of money that he's looking for, then I think he will go. Because when you look at Itton, you've got Roof, you've got Jermaine Defoe coming back after a long time in scoring. You've got Greg Stewart, who, who thinks a, a decent striker as well. You've enough cover there. But if you're a manager, you're, you're not caring about money. If you're a manager, you want somebody who can put the ball in the back of the net. And Morelis has proved he can do that. So either way, I think the manager will be happy. If he gets big money for him, that may allow him to go out and maybe buy another central midfielder, a big solid player that he's looking for. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't go, then he's got him to play in Europe and, of course, in, in uh, the Premier League as well. Darren, what do you reckon? Um, I think I think Derek's right if they get the money. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he, I think how, much, def- how much? They said, what, 18 million? I don't think, yeah. they'll, get eight, I don't think they'll get 18 million. 17? Um, I'm 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 not sure. Listen, we spoke about Griffiths coming back over. I think he looked overweight. Mm-hmm. He looked in a, he looks huffy anyway, which is it's fine. Everybody looks different. It's Morales, on the yeah. Yes, yeah. I don't. Yeah. That, that's okay. I don't mind that. But um, he just did. His body language was poor, and the manager came out and had a go at him. Now he's an asset. He's an asset to the team without a doubt. He's an asset to the team when he's when he's on his game. But he just didn't look on it. He looked. His mind was elsewhere. And I do think if they get the right money, as I say, I'm not saying he's no worth eighteen. I I don't think they'll get eighteen million. Mm-hmm. But when you think that, and some of the money that's going around down south, even yeah, you know, for very very ordinary players and for defenders and everyone else. Listen, everybody Derek, looks know. for somebody. Everybody looks for somebody who can score goals. Yes, you've got you've got to be a proven goal scorer. Maybe people down there are looking at Scotland and saying, well, anybody can score goals up there. 
you know, so maybe in, in that circumstances, they'll, they'll want to see him. And if they saw him today, he's work rate, and I think you're right, he, he is a bit huffy, but that's just how Colombians are. <laughs> if they're not happy, then they're not happy on the park. But against Dundee United, I think when he came out, he looked, he looked actually, he was really interested yeah. in the game. Yeah. He was running about, and today, when he came on, he was exactly the same, and he got his two goals. So maybe he's been told, Darren, that, you know, that there are clubs looking for him and it might happen. And if that is the case, then that'll get him going again. And that might get the hunger back that maybe he's lacked in the last few games. Well, if, I, if I'm a manager looking to buy him, Derek, that's what I'm looking at. I'm watching the games and seeing his hunger, looking at yeah. look how fit he is, looking at his weight, is it, does he look after himself? And that's probably what's let him down a bit. There's, you'll not take nothing away from his finishing. I mean, he, yeah. he is a finisher. There's, there's absolutely no doubt about it. And as I say, Derek, doesn't matter being huffy on the pitch. Everybody's everybody's yeah, different. Do you know, you do don't. That. There's people. I remember about, you being huffy a few times, Derek. I, I was a nightmare <laughs> on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? But everyone's different. Some players go about yeah. with a smile on their face all the time. Some players. Everyone's different. But I just think. I I just think if I do the people that they've brought in, mm-hmm. Ruth, and it's. Yes, I think yep. the if they get a bid, they will sell them because they've got players there. Derek but, but, I'll t- but I'll tell you, just watching him, Paul, uh-huh. I think last week he looked as if he was a lot sharper looking. Yeah. And today when he came on, he was sharp. I mean, he's ran away from the centre half today and chipped the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. You know, he looked as if he was really enjoying himself the last couple of games. But he's got to do that on a consistent basis because any team that wants to buy him will be watching him in every game. So if, if, he, if, he, if he doesn't play well or, or he looks as if he's in a mood, then there's nobody going to touch him. But if he does what he's doing now, then I think there's every but, chance but Derek, that somebody the, will come in for him. The manager did come out and have a go at him. And it yeah. probably took, it takes a lot for a manager probably to really dig out a player. But he, has, he probably felt, Stephen probably felt he needed to do it. And, yeah. and and he's probably had him in and just said some of it some of it's unacceptable. You're not doing yourself any favours. You, this is a, a massive year for the club. Yeah. You're not doing the club any favours. You're a you're a huge asset on the pitch to us. That's why I said, that's yeah. why I said earlier, Dan. You know, if they don't sell him, I think the manager manager will be just as pleased. If he's got the right attitude, then he's absolutely perfect for Scottish football, and he will score his between twenty and thirty goals a season. And, Derek, and you're right. This is a massive season. So if, if he is going to keep him, I don't think the man, manager will be too displeased that he hasn't got money for him. He'll be happy because he knows what he can do. I want to ask you about Celtic striker in a moment. But first of all, Derek, what about Ryan Kent this year? Everyone knows the talent he's got. Consistency is what they were looking for. But so far this season, what would you say about him? I think he's been outstanding, Paul, to be fair. I think he was a talent last year. He struggled a wee bit at times. Uh, I don't know whether it, 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 the men around him marking him tighter or whatever it was, but he's got he's, he's got a freedom now. He's not playing wide on the left. He's not playing wide on the right. He's been able to roam like a number ten, you know, just get the ball and run at players. And when he does that, I mean, I mean, his goal against Dundee United is incredible. I mean, the 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 fullback's still looking for his legs because he twisted them so many times <laughs> yeah. before he stuck it in the net. But that's the quality that he does have. But you're right, he's got to be consistent with that. No use a couple of good games and he's getting a bit of praise and, you know, he's Billy big time. I don't think he's a boy like that. He's just got to go and play him in the right position and if you give him enough of the ball, then he will turn he will turn teams around. Because what Rangers do have to have, and it took them a wee while to break down this team. Lots of teams that Rangers play, and Celtic, of course, get everybody back behind the ball. We saw that with the St Mirren game as well, and Celtic. You know, you have to have your flair players on the day playing well. Because that's the ones that change the game. 
with that wee bit of magic in and around the box. And certainly Kent's got that for sure. Yeah, I, I, Derek, I agree with you. I just think. What's this? You two agreeing on? No, the no. Way? I, but, I do, uh, but well, I'll disagree a little bit. I think last year for a for a Rangers forward, and I think you'll agree with me with this. He never had an assist. Now I don't think that's good enough, and I think I think that's the inconsistency. There is no doubt about his talent. There's no doubt about his threat. We saw him even against Celtic against Lustig, where Lustig brought Mikey Johnston back to try and double up on him, and he did very well against. Uh, and he is a good player. There's no doubt. But I just thought last year for a Rangers winger or wing forward not to have an assist I is, find that hard it, to believe Dan he never had one well assist. I don't think I could be wrong but I don't think he had an, an assist last year somebody will tell us no yes. doubt he'll um, check yeah. but yeah. there's no doubt and he's shown this year he's maybe going away in the summer I think the change of position has helped him yes I do he was, more a, he was more a winger then whereas yeah. he, he, he's, he's a wide forward coming in and playing and he wants to be part of he wants to be a big part. He wants to be in the ball all the time, and, and he's got it in him. That's why he's that's, got that I'm, as I say, I'm not really, yeah. I'm not having a go. I'm a, I think you'll agree that a Rangers winger is should be should be producing chances. Derek, before you're we go, you really yep. surprised me there. Okay, you're really all right. Me. Well, we'll check it, Derek. For this weekend, then only a couple of minutes left. So for the two of them, I'm, of course, we've got to look at Hibs as well, and it's Hibs oh. Rangers on Sunday. Before that, what about Celtic Livingston on Saturday, and what about Edouard up front? How would you play? Who would you partner him with? Okay, I, I think that I mean, Celtic have got so many really good strikers there. It, it's it's hard to tell who who you're going to play alongside. For me, you know, you, you need somebody there. It's a box player. Because Edward's all over the place, he'll mm-hmm. go wide and, and get the ball. I need, I want somebody that's a predator. That that's where I was talking about Griffiths. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, if he's fit, he's in the box all the time. You'll find him all the time, and he'll make space and he'll score goals. No, some right people say, "Well, I've got four strikers. Mm-hmm. We should play two up front." But you've got to play the right system. You've got to get balls to them. That's why sometimes Celtic play with just the one up and the three behind them. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and getting late into the box and helping that way. But you know, it's it's how it's how the manager sees them in training. Who's who's looking the better player? Because the great thing about having as many strikers is that as Rangers did today, you had two, you had Morelis mm-hmm. and Defoe on the bench, and all of a sudden you went right. That's enough an hour. You two come on, and you get three goals. Mm-hmm. Celtic are very very capable of doing the same thing with the players that they've got coming off the bench. Whether he starts them and plays a two or just plays a one, I think Celtic going forward. Are stronger than most teams in Scotland. That's for sure. Darren, are you going for a Yeti up front or a Yeti with him, the former West Ham I, man? Because they need game time. Yes. Uh, well, I don't know. The, yeah. I think he'll play right the weekend. Yes, yeah. I do think he'll play. Obviously, with Edward, I think they're a better match, and he's more confident. Even though Clamalla scored a few goals, he scored three and obviously four now. Um, but he'll feel confident and I think he'll, anyone would enjoy playing with Edward. Yeah, is good there. The goals that he scored have all been about in the six, box. eight yards yes, down, haven't they? Yes, uh-huh, the box yeah. player. That's what you like. Most yes. managers like that, a box player. Mm-hmm. Never mind going out wide and getting the ball in. You're a striker. You get in between the sticks. Yep. And that's what he does well. Yeah, but always good there in, in the box, Derek. Uh, no question. Uh, Ali, some news on Hamilton Ackies. They've had more tests today, but this is some good news. Yeah, so it's all good. Club update. If just to say further to the earlier news this week, the club can confirm that all football personnel, staff and stadium staff, other than those already isolating, have tested negative at today's additional round of COVID testing today. Some good news. It's, it's nervous yeah. time, isn't it, Derek, for everybody, Very for every so. club? Yeah. I, I just yeah. feel for them. You know, yeah. and, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to a lot of people saying, why are they not allowing us back? 
back into the games or missing it. Mm-hmm. We have got to watch. I mean, we've, we've got a hard time coming up in the next two or three months with the weather that's going to be there. Kiddies getting the flu. Does, will that make a difference to COVID and everything else? We've just got to wait and see. Yes, get three or four hundred, five hundred into the ground. Get them all around the ground so they're not near each other. I'm all for that, mm-hmm. rather than nobody in the stadiums. Because I think it's boring to watch, mm. you know, when, when mm. there's no noise at all. So it, we'll do it gradually, and hopefully by the start of next year, whether it's January or February, you know, we're, we're allowing a wee bit more. Mm-hmm. And Because, listen, our health comes before anything else. We all love football, of course we do, but we'll love our health as well. Absolutely. That's uh, Derek Johnson. Derek, thanks for joining us there on the night when Rangers had a five-goal victory in Gibraltar. It's Hibs Rangers on Sunday, Aberdeen Motherwell, Celtic Livy, Dundee United, St Mirren, Kilmarnock, Hamilton and St Johnson, Ross County on Saturday. Darren Jackson, thanks for joining Ali and myself Thank in you. the studio. Enjoyed it. And uh, thanks for all your calls and everyone who joined us. We're back tomorrow night in the studio with Rob McLean, Cy Ferry and Ali Defoy. So thanks to everyone. Good result. Good luck to Aberdeen tonight and to Motherwell. That's it from us. We're back tomorrow, 5 till 7. And don't forget the breakfast show with Grado, with Adele, and with Crofty from 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. From me, good night. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go.